honk them titties. No, do not honk the titties. I was just talking before we started this podcast about someone who wasn't good at grabbing boobs, which it seems like such a, a easy thing to do. You know, you grab a tit. It's nice. It's soft. <laughs> it's supple. Um, I'm, I, uh, <laughs> but you can be bad at it. You can be bad at of grabbing Of course tits. you can be bad at it. Of course you can. So what is bad? What did this person oh, do that was so bad? Okay. So they like come in hot. Like, no gradual progression to the boob from body. It was right. just, like, straight to the boob. Like, you know when you do, like, a, like a sign and you go honk, honk? Like, yeah, that. Uh, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. doing with my hand right now. It yeah. was that. Really? But, like, over and over again. That's it. Like, squish, honk, squish, squish, honk, 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 honk. honk, honk, honk. honk. <laughs> and especially if you're, like, especially tender in that time of the month or whatever. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, it's hell. So there would be times where I'd be like, okay, that doesn't feel good for me. I don't know what you're getting out of this. This isn't a fun game. Hot tip for dudes is like you really need to know or when ladies your girl, too. It, or whoever is grabbing a tip. Oh right, sorry, sorry, sorry. For, yeah, okay. For anyone who's in a relationship with a woman, know their cycle. I don't care mm. if you have to have an app to take care, or is like a calendar you make little check marks on, but or just like make a mental note if your girl's like, oh my period is up, or, or, or like, just, or if they're just their like tits get extra ripe, mm-hmm. and you should know that that means oh it's period time. Like if your their boobs get bigger. You know, one week, it's like, that means it's period time. And yes, yeah. they're a lot of fun when they're a little bit bigger than usual, but you got to be extra gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go honking them titties, okay? <laughs> don't do a honk, I think, in general. It's not a nice thing, especially if you're like, like, that's like your foreplay. And you're like, that's not, that's, that's doing nothing. What are you doing? That is uncomfortable and stop it. <laughs> All right. So then what is some advice you can give uh, to uh, people I, I about know. touching titties, Jen? Because I've got some advice, but who knows if I'm doing it right. I was saying to you that, like you said, you know, we we're, we're going to make a jokes later on in this podcast about treating a person like a kitty cat. Oh, yes. And uh, touch their tummy. Don't touch their tummies. <laughs> but I like really touching a tummy on a human because the tummy you can go slowly, gently up and then okay. get to the boobs. And then I like the. Oh, sorry. Is this too much I don't information? Too much, yeah. Okay, okay. It's okay. But no, the you bottom of the boob is so nice to get to. You don't just grab on. Right? Yeah. You have to make your way there. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just honk it. So that's that's a thing. A caress. Um, a gentle yeah, be a gentle. Just keep that in your mind. Honk, no. Caress, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Honk, no. no. Caress, yes. yes. Great advice today. And as well for geese. <laughs> <laughs> if a goose is honking I don't even think a goose wants to be caressed, though. Oh, no. You I've don't tried. caress a goose either. No. Um, so it's a big week. The reason why we were talking about Tummy touching her? Oh, right. It's because you want to be treated like a cat as well. Uh, right now, I'm in cat mode where um, uh, I want attention mm-hmm. and I am independent mm-hmm. and I um, want someone to pat my back and give True. me affection. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then I want to be left alone right. and I say goodbye. Right. <laughs> exactly how a cat. Let the cat come to you and then yeah. you can... I'll go to you. I'll go to you. Yeah. Yeah. But then fuck off. Give me a fuck off and give him up. Yeah, you, you know? need to do. And I've been trying to coach you. What's the polite way to text <laughs> and fuck off? Well, yeah, because I wanted to ask you for some some advice on mm-hmm. how to. Because I'm a relationship person, I'm trying not to be in a relationship and get to that point. But I have all these, you know, habits of like 
treating people like I am in a relationship. So right. just I'm asking you if you have any advice for me. Yeah. And I have all kinds of advice of what to text next and you never take it. You always never right. take it. And I'm just like, give me your phone. Let me do this for you. Because <laughs> you're always it. like, you're being a chode. <laughs> Leave her alone. That's what usually how it goes about. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd be so good. I'd be so good at handling your relationships for you. And then vice versa. You just handle mine and I okay. handle yours. I would love to. Okay. How wonderful for you. Okay. Um, we'll be a kitty cat. Um, okay, I you. had a great week as well. Big week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finalized my divorce. Holy! I know. Big whoop. You may or may not know that I was going through that. I've been pretty private about it, but I think on the pod I'll just have a little chat about how a little divorce going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't say feels good. Feels like the right thing. Obviously, obviously, like a divorce has some sadness and whatever to it. And um, but it is so wild how easy it is. To get married, Jen, is a colossal pain in the ass. Really? Oh, my God. Like the actual act of getting married and getting, like, all the papers and stuff? Are you talking about, like, the wedding and getting it all together? If you just want to have, like, uh, just want to sign up to be married, it's so easy. You just go somewhere and you're like, do you? Do you? Yes, yes. Sign here. Do you just go to London Drugs? Yeah, that's right. You go to London Drugs to get the marriage or, like application or something like that or whatever. It's so wild to me. I know. It's so not romantic at all. I know. I know. I know. That's the craziest thing to me as well. They should have like a romance room for that. Like throw some <laughs> fucking rose petals on the ground. Make it feel a little bit special, London Drugs. Oh, by the way, romance room. That would be a better um, name for what I was thinking about as I was traveling. I was like, wow, this airport really needs a fuck pod. <laughs> Because, like, I always want to, like, fuck somebody in, like, an airport or just, like, any public place. And I'm just like, where are we going to go? The public bathroom? That sucks. Yeah. You can't. There's nowhere to fuck. But there's, like, no baby chains. But like, people always want to fuck in public places. Just give them a room somewhere. Yeah. So I said fuck pod. But what would what, romance? A romance room. A romance room. <laughs> we need those. And airports, libraries. Fuck pod. Yeah. Okay. It's just, like, you know, it's like a table with sheets on it and you can fuck on. Anyways, um. <laughs> So where is Emma? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Does the uh, divorce now? Okay, so, so the so the divorce so the wedding because it's like supposed to be happy time. Mm-hmm. You do the like legal shit, which is relatively easy, and then you gotta do this wedding, and that's a colossal pain in the ass to plan and execute. But the divorce is just the legal shit. It's none of the like gather your friends. It's none of the feed everybody fancy clothes. Uh, we just went to the courthouse, my was wife and I, and. We just signed papers and we talked to a lady and I had all the everything printed out that we needed and we just answered some questions and then that was it. And then she even did like a, do you swear this is true and nothing but the truth? Mm. And we both had to say like, yes. And then, okay, sign here. And then it was done. It took like 25 minutes and it was easy. But I feel like the lead up to it is hard though. Like the money thing and like dividing the lives again. Mm. I think that is probably where divorce is really challenging. Certainly. And that's, that's a a different thing actually. That's called the separation. Mm. And- yeah, that took me two years. Oh. And that was a lot of heartache and it was very difficult. And that's very, very different. That's why I kept it so private is because it is – that's the difficult thing is that, number one, you're, you're, you're legitimately separating yourself from this person, you know, and logistically. And then as well, you need to fight over assets and money and, and all that shit. And it's awful and um, it's not fun at all. But then – but the actual divorce part of it is so weird. It's just like you just sign the paper. Okay, all done. Final, over. That's it. Well, unless you got kids, and I think then, then there's more fighting. So yeah. thank God I don't have any kids. But but if you're just like, yeah, all done now. And I think that's a wonderful thing because look at before, one of you was going to have to die. Mm. 
and otherwise you live in a miserable relationship for the rest of your life. Right. A miserable living situation. Um, that's why I think they've made it so easy now. It's just like, look, you didn't come to this decision easily. So, but you're there now and it's hard. So let's make it as easy as possible. Good. And let's get through it and let's just be over with it so that one of you doesn't have to murder the other one to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really think that's why it's this way. Yeah, well, that's good. I also heard that there's like apps or something that you can do, you can use. Like if you have all like your money and everything like settled and everything, you can just like download an app and get a divorce. Probably. Probably through like a divorce lawyer company or whatever. Yeah. I, in British Columbia, it's so wild. You just go to a website. You're just like, oh, answer wow. these questions. No <laughs> lawyer needed. Again, because there wasn't anything contentious, but you just like, you saw, you fill out the questions and it's over. <clears throat> and so it was, it was very surreal. It's the only time I've ever been to the courthouse here in Victoria, which is a lovely building. Oh, that's good to know. They have the same carpet as we do at the radio station. I've noticed. Cute. Every um, It office, looks like a weird, like digital space carpet, but from the nineties. Every office has the same carpet these days. And I don't understand why. It's always these lines with Seattle Seahawks coloring. Yeah, like why lime green and blue? I know. Did somebody do like some scientific survey that this is the most productive way to keep people from goofing off all day at work under the oppressive halogen lights? I mean, I definitely don't want to stare at the carpet, you know, so that's good, I guess. Not distracting. Yeah, it's not distracting. Okay, but I have a question about, like, divorce in oh, general, because yes. I feel like there is, like, this, like, weird, like, stigma around, hmm. like, being a divorced person. Do, oh, you do you feel that, or do you, like, get that? Is that just from, like, family pressures and tradition and, and things like that? But uh, it is, like, very common now. Yeah, it is very common. Yeah, yeah, And that's why I'm happy to talk about it, too, now, because I know that, like, most people my age are probably divorced at least once in their life. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? And it's not even like family stuff. So as you know, as a goof, I signed up for uh, SeekingArrangements.com. Yeah. Which is a website. We'll explain it later too. But it's a website where you, uh, you can sign up as either a sugar parent or, or a sugar baby. <laughs> you don't think sugar parent. Sugar daddy or sugar mama. Right. And then, or sugar baby. Mommy. Right. And so you can hook up with either rich people or hot people for you to give money to. Yeah, you know how it works. Um, and there was a thing on there like, are you single, married, divorced, whatever? And I didn't click divorce. I was like, oh no, I'm not taking that stigma with me. And I hit single. Oh, because I don't feel like I'm a divorced person. I feel like I was married, but now I'm back single. to single. Yeah, yeah. The divorce was a thing that I did that stopped me from being married anymore. Yeah. Why is that an option? Right. Like, uh, like for me, it's like, oh, I am. Like, what would I say? It would be like broken up with or something you know what i mean right and it's like oh damaged like that has that like weird like stigma around it when i'm just single yes not in a relationship of sorts yeah why is divorced on there it shouldn't be a label that you carry forever it's it's a process you enter you got a divorce yeah yeah oh my gosh that's crazy different from being married it's just like you were married and now you are married yeah but no you were divorced and now you're just yourself again and that's fine yeah single right yeah it's just like you had a different commitment with that person who cares that's past yeah you know yeah wow i never looked at it like that i know because yeah people always like divorced woman or divorced man not like yeah single woman it's just like woman Yeah. So listen, think about all your friends. If you're not divorced, you've never been divorced. Think about your friends. Everyone got divorced at some point. And should they have to carry that around their neck for the rest of their lives? No. I didn't Mm -hmm. get a brand. 
You know what I mean? You take your ring off and you're moving on with your life. So yeah, that's all there is to that. And um, yeah, so anyways, wow. it's yeah, it's good. It's all good and happy, and I'm totally happy now. And life is great. And moving on. Yay! I'm yeah. I'm happy to see it's all wrapped up for you because yeah, that took a took a long time. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. You really came into my life in a more serious way. Like you joined my life on the show right as I started getting into this shit. Yeah. And it's rough. It was rough. I'm sure and I was I'm, distracted a lot of days. Or... And I'm sorry. I, I didn't really understand it at the beginning because I was like, my own shit. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized, I'm like, oh, no, that's a, that's a lot to go through. Um, but you know what is great about this show and this job that we have is it's like no matter what's going on for me personally, I always love coming here and it's always so great. So yes. it's like doing a podcast, doing a show, whatever. It's like I hope that you found that for the most part, even though, you know, some days obviously like I can't come into work until five, like five minutes before the show starts or shit like that. For the most part, when I'm here, I'm so happy to be here, mm-hmm. right? Do you feel the same way? Oh, 100%. Leave all that shit at the door, and you just get to have fun for four hours. That's what, like, is the most beautiful thing about this job. And as I edit this podcast, too, I just, like, get to listen back to all of the, the shenanigans we get to talk about throughout the week. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't believe this is our job. And right. I'm sitting here just editing, which I love to do. Yeah. And there's never been a time where I'm like, oh, I want to go home. I hate work, you know? No, it's like, Good. this is like such a great, like fun place to work. And I'm just happy that we get to like share it with listeners. And it's, yeah, it's we, a great time. We really, truly are blessed. And like, I want to just like gush gratitude for everyone who like supports the radio station, this podcast or listens to it or shares it or tells a friend or whatever, like truly. Uh, the only thing is we don't make any money. Mm-hmm. And so now, yeah. Jen, I've advised you, you need to marry for money. Oh, yeah. My mom has been telling me that since I got into radio. Actually, since, <laughs> like, I was born. She was like, you're not going to be a dentist. You're right. not going to be a doctor, girl. We know that. Right. Okay? You're too creative. You're a creative person. Yes. My Both my parents were in theater school. Oh. Lunch lady is at Thank you, Mary. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, my mom and my dad, both from theater school, they're like, we didn't make money. You're uh, not going to make money because you're not going to want to because you're going to want to do fun things instead. Yeah. So marry rich. You know what sucks? I don't want to get married. <laughs> oh, look up rich. Want- That's fine. You likely will, whether or not you get married, don't you think you'll be with uh, someone, partner, eventually for a I don't long know. time-ish? I don't know. Do you think that'll be I don't think I have that as a goal. Yeah, right. I have it as like, oh, if this person fits into my life at this time, that's great. But I'm not gonna like be like, now you're mine forever, and we're gonna make it work. Like I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. I'm right. like, if it naturally is not going anywhere, I'm gonna let it go. Right. Because why would I feel stuck in you know a, a relationship for a long time? That's what? just where I'm at right now. At least I'm only 25 and I'm going through a quarter life crisis, so that's also <laughs> part of it. And I'm a cat, so <laughs> so, so you fuck know that, off and don't touch her tummy right now. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, well, <clears throat> well, I would uh, say to you that, um, good, do that. Do whatever you want in your life. Mm. But um, for everyone who's listening, uh, being married is actually quite nice. And uh, I did enjoy being married for mm-hmm. the time that I was. And um, but so, but yeah, if you do hook up with anyone long term, just make sure that they're really filthy, stinking rich. Yeah, easy. You, you deserve that. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Truly. They deserve me. Well, uh, I mean, as long as you're nice to them, yes. And if they're rich, that's that's actually not my goal. Don't worry. We're all. I'm just joshing. I mean, it would be nice (laughs) if they wanted to treat me. (laughs) Maybe I should go on that sugar daddy website. I know. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. Truly, Uh, this this one was a treat to edit. Have a good time. Bye.
It's National Hug Day, which is great news if you're a hugger. But if you're not a hugger, it can get awkward. That's why we're going to sing along with Charlotte Diamond here. But we've added a little something for all these people who feel like they want some body autonomy. That's right. Only hug the people that you want, and as many times as you want. How about put out a friendly handshake instead? Or maybe not even. Just walk away. <laughs> High fives are fun, too. Backward somersaults work in a pinch. Stop touching people you work with. <laughs> There's a no-touching policy. Now... It is National Hug Day. We start off the top there with a little joke about hugging. Um, but tell me more about how it is National Hug Day. Okay, yeah, these National Days, I mean, there's so many of them. And some of them don't have any, like, origin stories. But this one kind of does. Um, it was uh, started by a person named Kevin Zaborny. And uh, they created the holiday in 1986. And they chose uh, January 21st because it fell between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, so, you know, the holiday season is done. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Valentine's Day. So it's in between those two days. Okay. So um, people are in low spirits, it seems, in this time of year. You know, all of your adrenaline from planning the holidays mm-hmm. and like all of that stress and, um, you know, lack of family around and sure. everything like that. It can cause some, some low times. I mean, yesterday was Blue Monday as well. So coming right after that, it just makes sense. So they're saying, yeah, you should hug a family member, friends. Or whoever. Is there something built into it, though, like the joke we made off the top there about how, like, you should only hug people you want to? Yeah, so they caution that you should ask first (laughs) if you're not sure how they will respond and respect people's personal space. And it's always to, you know, it's always good to make sure that you respect people who are not huggers. Let me say it's hard to tell. It is. It can be hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Let me say a few things about hugs because I really, really like them. Okay. I, I'll accept a hug per near any time, except for if someone seems like they smell bad and they're gonna like wipe a slime upon me. Is that why you don't hug me? Yes. Now, number two, um, there are bad huggers, and like I think the best thing you can do in your life, one of the best things, is like up your hug game. Okay. How so? Okay. Number one, some people I know going for a side hug. All the time. It's mm. like you've got to commit. If you're going to do this, you got to commit that all your front parts are going to smush up against all the front parts of another person. That's what a hug is. Right. Number two, you've got to work out, number one, what, like what side you're going to. Mm-hmm. You should go to the left of people. What? Yeah. Go left. Everybody go left. Oh, shoot. Think about that. If you go left and they go left, oh, yeah. okay. that's a normal hug. I know people who like to go right, and then you end up almost kissing, kissing. them right in the face. Ridiculous. Number three... One person's arms go up and ones go down. Opposites you. So it probably should be left arm up, right arm down. If you're both doing that, and then wrap around. Don't try and go both low or both high. Fix it up. Left arm up, right arm down. Try it out right now. In your, like, wherever you are. Hug your imagine, neighbor, everyone. Uh, imagine giving a hug. Left arm up, right arm down. Get underneath. Get over top. Okay. One arm under the shoulder, one arm over the, under the arm. That's a good hug, buddy. Thank you so much for this lesson. I'm going to take that. And use it. <laughs> this is great. Smush your front parts, everyone. <laughs> yeah, after trying out that hug technique, I am a right arm up, left arm down, and then I head to the left. My head goes to the left. Gonna... So my arm kind of goes around their neck. Yeah, but... It's my good arm. 
Left arm up. No. Oh, no. You're going to cause a lot of problems with that hug. Our right arm up? Are you crazy? No. And the left? Because I'm right-handed. It just makes sense. It's like the dominant hand, you know? Yeah, but I like to get my dominant hand around around your waist and then really bring you in with it with a nice little scoop. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't know. Right arm does the work of the hug, which is really bringing you in, and the left arm goes around the neck. I think I'll just squeeze. You don't need anyway. to squeeze the neck that hard. We'll get to the bottom of it. I Monster- think we're at the bottom. <laughs> the very bottom. <laughs> so, Jen, when you were away yesterday, I loafed pretty much all day long, and I just was uh, looking up like nice beach vacations that I could take for myself. Mm-hmm. And now, today, when I go online, I am just getting like machine gunned in the face with targeted ads for all these like all inclusive beach vacations. Oh. And I don't. I think I really mind it so so much the targeted ads because look at you know I'm in the market for something, so why not show me that? But you were telling me, you were talking about on your uh, podcast, The Rag, mm-hmm. the Period Posse podcast there, that there are apps and things that you can use to like track your cycle, your like, menstrual right. cycle. And then they give information to Facebook that gives you targeted ads about that. Yeah. So there was this huge story out saying that Flow, that's the app that a lot of people use to track their menstrual cycle. Um, you put your information in that and they give that to Facebook. And we all know Facebook mm-hmm. gives data to advertisers. And um, uh, they, they were saying that they are going to be stopping that or they already have stopped it. They're like, they... Yeah, they kind of backtracked and were like, oh, we were caught. Let's not do that anymore. Um, But I haven't really noticed anything. But, I mean, if you have a Flow app, you could be getting like tampon advertisements or maybe uh, pregnancy test advertisements and things like that. And it could have to do with your Flow app. Which is wild because you do give a lot of a lot of information to yeah, it, right. which for me, I I know. OK, Dylan always gives me a hard time in the morning zone <laughs> about this. He's like, you need to be careful with your data and careful with your information. I just find that advertising convenient, like you said. I know. At first I was like, oh, my God, like it's different. <laughs> A vacation or like a t-shirt based on my favorite movie that mm-hmm. I put into my Facebook or something. But like that I did find a little bit like, oh, that is very, very personal information that you're putting right. in. And then at a certain time of month, they're trying to sell you like chocolate or, you know, what you said, tampons or whatever. Sometimes I feel a little bit more vulnerable to those sort of things at certain times of the month. Isn't that a bit much? Isn't that <laughs> a little bit personal? Maybe. I don't know. I personally don't really care. But we're going to be talking more about that on the podcast. And if you want to, wow. a little shameless plug here. <laughs> Yeah. Check it out on Spotify, the Rag Period Posse Podcast. This may be the wildest promotion I've ever heard a hotel do. Um, they, <laughs> it's Hotel Z. Mm-hmm. You know that that cool retro looking one on Douglas Street. Yeah, new one opening up in Tofino soon. Yeah, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. That's such a great uh, spot to open up one of those hotels. Um, well, right now they have this thing where couples who rent a hotel room from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And make love right. in the hotel room. Okay. And bring a baby into the world nine months later. That's part of it. They will get a free <laughs> Valentine's Day stay uh-huh. at Hotel Z locations in BC wow. for the next 18 years. Oh, wow. So if that's something Some you want, you want a baby and a hotel stay at Hotel Z yeah. for the next 18 years. That's your shot. That to is do some that. wild fine print on a contest. Usually, it's like spend more than thirty-five dollars in one transaction. No, it's like conceive a child, <laughs> go straight from the hospital to Hotel Z to prove wow. that you have an infant now and that you were checked in nine months prior. 
Wow. Isn't that wild? They want you to conceive your child in the hotel room. Okay. Um, and I'm just like Cute. thinking like, um, that's a lot of sheets that they probably need to burn after this day on Valentine's Day. Don't be a gross, but Jenny. I, Come no, on. Every hotel pair of sheets you've ever slept on have all done but, sex upon them a million times. Yeah, but I'm thinking like this could be a good way to, you know, like, oh, we need new sheets anyway. Yearly right. they, you know, upgrade the sheets. So they do this on Valentine's Day and then burn it all <laughs> or whatever they do with them. Um, and then they get the new sheets. It's kind of like when a rec center, uh-huh. um, you know, when they do their big yearly clean, they allow all the dogs to come into the pool right. and like mess it up big time. Yeah. And then uh, then they clean the pool and it starts fresh every year. So maybe that's like their way to start fresh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I'd like to be mad about donuts if I could, please, for a moment. <laughs> okay, please go ahead. Just kidding. Uh, it's just so stupid. But to people. So our prime minister did a nice little photo op today mm-hmm. you'd think there would be nothing more kind of innocuous than he's doing these long boring ass cabinet meetings with the liberal cabinet in winnipeg and he thought as a nice treat on the last day of doing it he would go to a local donut shop especially donut shop mm-hmm. and get them a bunch of donuts Ugh. and now people are so mad at him because look when you go to a specialty donut shop you know you're gonna pay a little bit more for donuts Mm-hmm. And people are like, why didn't you just go to Tim Hortons where like a dozen donuts is 10 bucks? They're the Canadian favorite. Why did you have to go for super fancy donuts on the taxpayer dime, man? And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, of course, he put the hashtag shop local and uh, the poor company owe donuts in uh, Winnipeg. <laughs> they have to defend themselves now from the, all these trolls. They're like, hey, shopping local is important because yeah. all the money goes back to immediately in our community. Mm-hmm. They use local ingredients, too. And they also give back to charity. So they have like a really nice little business model going on and they have to go on there and try and defend themselves because people are mad that he's not going to the classic Tim Hortons and spending less money. The main reason why people were getting mad was like you're spending our taxpayer dollars on nice donuts why don't you get the cheaper ones yeah i think he probably spent about hundred dollars i think was the math well um, i could have been more than about 200 bucks well that because i'm looking at the websites like a dozen donuts of their regular donuts 35 bucks and how many boxes <laughs> why are we even dissecting it's that amount of money so it's not stupid. even a penny per person in canada to pay for this like who who cares if it means that I they know. get through these cabinet meetings uh faster and things get done faster i'm down to pay two dollars for each person to have a donut i don't care right and i am yeah look at <laughs> no one is more i hate government waste for sure we could do so much more for our people if they like hacked it, like all the bureaucracy and the wastefulness mm-hmm. and the flying back and forth on private jets for all the different representatives. Like, there's so much government waste. Please do not get me wrong. That is something that, as taxpayers, we should be with our pitchforks every single day, stomping and matting our feet. Mm-hmm. But a few dozen donuts for some meetings at a nice local donut shop? Come on, we're not doing it every day. Who cares? Quentin is um, wearing a shirt that says "Life Rips." Is that how you say it? Is that what it's supposed to be like? Like "Life Rips"? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's like "Life Rips." You know? I think that's so nice and positive. I really like that. Thank you. Yeah, and it's a tie-dye shirt. It's got some pink in it, which I really like. Um, I I want a shirt that says "This Slaps." Oh wait, this no wait. Slaps. No, I don't want a shirt that says that. <laughs> I just like the word "slaps" to. 
describe things that I like. Like this song slaps. Like this coffee yeah, slaps when right. it hits you good. But you think that if you had a shirt that this says this slaps, slaps, then people will be walking up to you and be like, think that it said slap this. Oh, maybe that. Or like start. referring to myself that I slap, which I don't. And people are cowering? Slap unless they... Don't you? No, no, not, not really. Okay, because I've been hearing some things. <laughs> About you. Who said? Well, we have a group that we get together on <laughs> Thursday nights. Oh, that's what that was. The Geek Out podcast is a uh, <laughs> just a fake title that's for you guys just you. doing gossip about me. Yeah, I say I'm <laughs> going to go do the podcast with all the other nerds here, but actually I go to a group session with a bunch of dudes who know you. I listen to that podcast. It's not really for public consumption. Okay. Hi, Jen. How are Hi, you today? I'm doing pretty good. How uh, are you? Yeah, good. Good. I'm, I'm still, like, got those sleepies. I feel like this week a lot of people are feeling extra sleepy. Is it because of the gray? Maybe it's from the gray. Yeah, Blue Monday on well, Monday. Yeah, but, and, okay. You know. But you said you were extra sleepy today. I was extra sleepy today. Okay. But I think there's something going on with you. But Anyways, tell me about this Mars rover. <laughs> Okay, um, well, NASA is asking students from kindergarten to high school to name the 2020 Mars rover that's going to be added to the fleet of other um, rovers that they have. Like, they have the InSight, the Curiosity rover, and I think that's it. Some other ones. Um, but, yeah, they just do all the work up in Mars. And so, adults, we've, we've ruined this opportunity for ourselves by naming everything, everything, make everything face. Yeah. So, you don't get to play anymore, you stupid morons on the internet. Now, we got to go to children who hopefully haven't heard of Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, and the children did a great job. Oh, yeah, we should always leave it to the kids to name things. Yeah. Um, so, what they did is they got, like, thousands of entries. They narrowed it down to 155 semifinalists, and now it's down to just 10 names. Okay. Okay, let's uh, these are some, you know, pretty big words for kids. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like endurance, tenacity. The tenacity, I like that. Promise, perseverance, mm. vision, mm. clarity, fortitude, and courage. Those are the top tens? Yeah. Was that I, ten? Yeah. I think tenacity ones. The you like tenacity that one? rover. So what they're going to do... Like tenacious D. Oh, why didn't they pick that? And they just called it the tena- tenacious. tenacious R. R, yeah. For Rover. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they're going to do is <laughs> now it's the public's uh, time to do some voting. Okay. And then the winning student will be announced on March 15th. And they actually get to see the Rover. They get to ride up to Mars with the Rover. No, they just get to watch it. They get to ride the up the Rover before it goes to Mars. That would be a sweet prize. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, we're taking you out to Arizona out in the desert. Yeah. And you just get to rip around on the Rover for like 45 minutes before we send it to Mars. Like, that would be so sweet. <laughs> like the sand dunes in Oregon, just take it for a rip. Hell yeah! Yeah, I yeah, I would I would love that. That'd be amazing. Um, but I have some other ideas. Do you have any ideas for? I have um, a couple names? of ideas. Yeah, go on. Okay, I was thinking um, like a classic dog name since Rover is involved, like Spike yeah. or Good Boy. Okay, um, that's not bad. Um, I have uh, one of my names that I would have suggested is uh, Rover Cleveland. Oh, I Named like that for the twenty seconds president of the United States of America and the only other. Rover. Yeah. Grover, but Rover. And then I was thinking Bruno because Bruno Mars. Oh, interesting because the other one I have written down here is Veronica Mars. <laughs> Rover. <laughs> All great names. <laughs> what is closing down? Which bakery? Uh, Vancouver Island Bakery.
Uh, yeah, Island Bakery. Right? I can I can picture the little like a uh, like a brown paper bag of bread, and it's got the little or, or sometimes plastic too. It's I guess. plastic, and I then it's got, it's yellow, and it's got the little wheat and the island the on islands. the side. And, yeah, yeah, I can picture it. I always buy that bread from the grocery store, um, but they just announced that they're going to be uh, closing down. They're saying they're saying that they're lighting our our ovens for the last time on January thirty first, and then we'll be closing its doors. Uh, at the store on February 10th after huh. all the remaining products are sold. So what's the deal? Um, I guess it's just like a lot of, you know, competition. And they're saying that they're just, you know, it's a, a really, really difficult decision. Um, and they've had a lot of loyal customers, but the island is, you know, got really competitive prices and they just can't keep up with it right now, unfortunately. Shoot. Um, they said that national brands are offering kickbacks and rebates. So that has been one of their, um. their biggest challenges. Unfortunately. Okay, so this is. Remember yesterday when we were all yelling and screaming about the prime minister buying donuts from a local brand? Yeah. This is maybe why we need to support local, even if it's a bit of a extra cost sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know these these local businesses are very important to our local economy and to even the Canadian economy at large. Those mm-hmm. dollars stay within the country. That's a shame. That's really too bad. I hate to hear that. I know. It's the biggest story in the world right now, whether you like it or not, that uh, uh, Harry and moved here to Victoria, probably. And I watched this uh, great piece last night on the news where uh, some locals were chirping a paparazzo who had taken a picture of them. Because that's the other part of this, too, is that like journalists or paparazzi have from around the world have you know converged on our island just to get a picture of these poor people. And... It's kind of a nice thing. These locals were just not being mean or aggressive in any way, but just having a conversation with this paparazzi person. And rather than being all like hot and horny and hungry for this salacious photograph, Mm -hmm. just telling them to frig off and leave these people alone. Right. Respectfully frig off. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of a nice tone we all ought to set as locals is like respectfully. Frig off. Yeah. And let these people just live their lives out. Exactly. And uh, I was reading this article. It was really interesting. They like interviewed uh, an etiquette expert okay. um, named Elizabeth Burnett. And she was talking about how you should be treating uh, Megan and Harry if you come across them in the public, in okay. the wild. And uh, <laughs> she she referred it to, or she like kind of um, made similar, similar sort of like behavioral um I don't know. Suggestions? Suggestions, like how to treat a cat. So she was Ah. saying you would treat them as if you were to treat a cat. Right. And you do not approach a cat very fast and you wait for it to come to you. Which is really interesting. (laughs) Right. Um, And then I was looking up some other uh, lists about like how to get a cat to like you. Okay. Okay. And here's some other things uh, that you could do. Uh, Don't look the cat in the eyes. Yes. Or the cat being Harry and Megan. And you're not supposed to do that to the royals either, but they're not really royals anymore. But that's still. You know. Just Still, don't yeah. look them in the okay. eyes. If don't, kitty cats. don't tower over them. No, 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 no. Just don't make noise around them. What if I do this? Okay, that is actually the only noise you're allowed to make. You say, come here, and then tell them you're cute from across the room. I always say that to my cat. You're cute. You're cute. You're pretty. Another thing. Is this where the term cat calling comes from? So you should or shouldn't go to a human being? A human being. <laughs> Maybe not, no? actually. Okay, okay, Maybe okay. we'll cut that one out. 
Um, the other thing is don't thrust your hand out at it. No, Wait for no, them no, no. to come to you, right? And they have to let them sniff you first. Yeah, so don't like put your hand out for a handshake with right. Harry and Meghan. Instead, right. they if they give you a hand to hold, then then hold it. And then I, here you go. You can sniff my hand if you want. Yeah, and then the last one was don't give up if the cat doesn't like you. And you also know? do not touch their tummy. Do not touch their tummy. <laughs> I'm just reading a wild article right now that's really reshaping my entire worldview, Jenny. Okay. Uh, do you ever eat a hard-boiled egg? Yes. I, I eat one pert near every morning. It's a great oh, really? way to start the day. Yeah, I just hard-boil them, and uh, been, I've been boiling them for less time, so they're a little softer mm. in the middle, which is fine. A little sriracha on them. Eh, fine. I have a little bit of beef with hard-boiled eggs. Tell me. I have a really hard time um, peeling them. I usually them. have sausages or bacon with them, which is pork. But I'm... T- Instead of beef, but jokes. <laughs> That's you really good. Beef. <laughs> I, get, I got it. Sorry, yeah. go on. What's your no, problem? No, no, no. Let's, let's just wait in that. That was a great joke. <laughs> um, okay, my problem is okay. that peeling the egg, I always like end up peeling the egg off. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I'm not good at peeling it. That's amateur hour. I don't know what to tell you about that. Okay. Did you, did you put it in an ice bath? No. Okay, you're farming it. Okay. Uh, when you're done boiling it, you dunk it right into ice. Ice bath, and yeah. that stops the boiling, and it makes it a little bit easier. To, whatever. I'm not here to, to walk you through the most basic of things of your hard-boiled eggs. Learn. Grow up. <laughs> what I'm telling you right now is I'm reading something that says you should put butter on them. Ew. No. Why ew? Butter your eggs? Yeah, you cut them in half, and you spread a little butter on them, and then a little salt, and apparently that's really nice. You can see the salt. I just don't understand why you need butter on them. You just leave it. Why? Because butter makes everything more delicious. When you're putting hollandaise on an Eggs Benedict, guess what hollandaise is made out of? Butter. Butter. Yeah, okay. I'll give it a try. I know, if I I'm can peel it. it. Figure it out. So I gotta, the, I, I, I gotta like wine and dine my hard-boiled eggs. I gotta put it in a nice bath and then rub some butter on it <laughs> and then do all this. No, I just want to, I just want to eat an egg. What's on? It sounds like you barely know how to scramble an egg, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, we've got a new virus to be concerned about spreading around the entire world. But it seems like this one, although, like, I don't want to make too light of it because, no. like, people have died from it. Um, and the information you sent me today, Jen, at least, anyways, it says that British Columbia is at a relatively low risk for any one of us uh, contracting this coronavirus. Yeah, so on Tuesday, they said that a case of coronavirus was reported in Seattle, but no cases have been reported in Canada yet. And it is in the SARS family, so a lot right. of people are relating it to SARS. Um, but SARS had like a lot more fatalities and was right. a little bit more intense. Um, so, I mean, the symptoms are cough, fever, and sore throat, so it might seem like any other virus that you could get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would just be maybe a little bit extra careful, maybe go to the doctor if you're feeling bad, but they're saying that it's not looking like it's in BC right now, yeah. and we have like, yeah, we don't have too much to worry about. Well, it's especially if you're traveling, right? And that's what I'm finding kind of neat and fascinating about it is that they're doing extra screening in certain airports and from certain flights coming in from various countries where there has been this coronavirus. Um, and you know what I think that what is um, going to be, again, not to make light of this, but it's going to be great about this, is that if they're thinking about coronavirus, mm-hmm. maybe I don't have to take my shoes off when I fly now. Because don't you hate taking your shoes off? What do you mean? When you fly... Oh, like in- Ever since that shoe bomber in like 2004 or something, I got to take my friggin' shoes off every single time. I tell you what I hate doing? 
bending over. Oh. Especially in public. I take my freaking <laughs> shoes off. You're going to kick them off. Then I got to relay some up when I get through. And then you're doing this awful thing where you're shuffling through the, the security thing. And then you got to put your shoes back on. And it's the filthiest carpet known to man. Okay. You're talking about security. I thought you meant like just taking your shoes off in the plane and letting oh, your no, toes no, no, out no. and loose for no, everyone no, to no, see. And gross. I was like, don't do that, Paul. That's gross. <laughs> but. So hopefully now, if they're thinking about like, okay, let's, because the shoe thing is so stupid that we're still in 2020, still having to take our shoes off. So now, focus up. Yep, let's screen for coronavirus. Uh, No, no big deal. Leave your shoes on. Come on through. And you know what I do? What? Nowadays, if I'm flying, I keep the shoes on. Mm, Unless they And it's a risk. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And if they tell you, hey, you got to take your shoes off. All right, then you do it. But otherwise, a lot of times now, they're not worried about the shoes. So hey, everybody. Let's leave our shoes on. Let's take it back. Keeping our shoes on, baby. Ryan says, shout out to Jenny for putting up with a grumpy co-host today. He's not grumpy. Since when? <laughs> I ain't. He just likes to yell. That's all. He just loves yelling. Come here a minute. I'll... He's, he's a very happy guy. He's always smiling. I have a warm disposition, sparkly eyes. This is my online dating profile. Oh my gosh. Okay, no, <laughs> it's up, not man. just. Shut up. Can I shut say? Up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Can I please say yes, what Yes, fine. Okay, so there's this thing called seeking arrangements where <laughs> you look for sugar daddies and sugar mamas. So Paul was interested in seeing what that's like on the inside. I want to be so a sugar baby. He wants to be a sugar baby. Um, so he made it a profile and wants someone to pay for his stuff and he could be, uh, you know, a compa- companion for someone. One. I think I gotta do more than that. I gotta put well, out. No, you you be. don't have to. You can set your boundaries I'm or whatever. Going to, okay, you want to? That's cool. But what is your? Can you read out your profile description? Now I don't have it open. Uh, now do in it front on the of top me. of your head. You got it. I said that I am. Um, I sparkly eyes and a warm disposition, and I love adventure, but also cozy nights at home. Yeah. And um, good lively conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Is that enough? I don't know. I think that's good. And my headline is, Mm -hmm. uh, life is the sweetest fruit. (laughs) (laughs) If any ladies are interested in that. Rich ladies. (laughs) Wants to give Paul money. Okay. Holler at us. The number's 250. How many times do you meet a guy and he's got dead eyes, right? This Look, I don't have a lot going for me, but I got twinkly nice eyes. Your eyes do sparkle. Kind eyes. All right. There you go. Good luck. Okay. Oh, no. We'll we'll keep everyone updated to see if he has any bites. I'm not grumpy. He's not grumpy. <laughs> okay. Oh, someone's asking you for single now. No. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> asking for a friend. Apparently, we're getting a whole bunch of potholes around uh, our streets in Victoria due to the freezing temperatures that we experienced in the last few weeks here. Mm. Um, I remember when I was working up in Prince George, that was a constant thing. Every time um, people saw a pothole that was bigger, you know, than a basketball, they would call in and we had like a like a list of potholes around the city. Yeah. So, I mean, we're kind of getting the same thing here now in Victoria (laughs) since all the the streets have been freezing and then getting warm. You know, I feel like. This is, should be the number one priority on any municipal government's list is just deal with the potholes because I feel like as soon as a person runs over the pothole, whether or not this is true or not, whether or not this is intellectually and scientifically a truth, mm-hmm. you just feel like, ah, oh, where's the city even doing the tax dollars? Got a lot of potholes. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the one – if just the streets are pothole free – then you don't ever have that anger in your mind that's directed ex- right <laughs> for. I mean, look at the council is mad about a hundred other different things, and mm-hmm. everyone's mad at them for bike lanes and 
and and now lunches. Did you see that thing too about? No. Oh my God! The council is like gets ten thousand dollars a year for lunch. Okay. Oh, <laughs> lunch budget. Yeah. And they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be buying lunch for ourselves anymore. And then they're like, no, we need this lunch. It makes a difference in our life. And, of course, people are mad about it. I'm just like, yes, just buy yourselves lunch. Who cares? <laughs> you got elected into this job. You get paid like under 50 grand a year. Yeah. You just take my tax money and buy yourself a sandwich. <laughs> okay? And then next, next up, fill the potholes. So I don't have to be upset about anything ever again. We got some good news. The transportation board has approved Lyft and Uber, um, except that it's only for Vancouver and Whistler so far. Oh, so not in Victoria. No. Well, that's disappointing. But Jen, hear me out. I've got a great idea. It's an app called Clip Clop, and it is a ride hailing service for horses and buggies. Perfect. We already have some of those, and right. I think like half the population here likes them. Right. I mean, the other half absolutely despises them. Right. But, um, right. 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 But um, that's enough. At least it's something. Yeah. Download Clip Clop today. You know, Jen, with all the hustle and bustle of the holidays, we all kind of didn't pay so much attention to the fact that a big major promise got broken to us mm-hmm. because that was the big promise all last year was that we were going to get ride share in British Columbia by Christmas time, right? It was yeah. Like, don't worry about your holiday parties, New Year's. I know it's busy out there. Don't worry about it. You are going to go home safe and sound in an Uber by Christmas 2019. Yeah. And so now here we are almost a full month past Christmas and we're getting it. It was announced today that we're getting ride hailing services and especially Uber and Lyft here in British Columbia. Do you know the day where actually we can do use the app and it will be going? I am not entirely sure the date. They're just rolling it all out now so people can probably start applying for for their like being drivers and things like that. Right. I'm sure there's going to be another announcement uh, through Uber and Lyft. Um, but of course that is only for Vancouver and Whistler. Those were the only cities that got approved for Uber and Lyft. There were some other companies that came to Victoria uh, for an application. I can't remember what they're called. They're smaller companies, um, but they were declined. So it's not looking good for Victoria specifically, like we had mentioned before. Um, so I don't know. We're just going to have to stick to taxis and right. uh, our transportation system. Which I've made my peace with. Like mm-hmm. I get it. I'm, I'm disappointed about the few times a year I go out to the airport and really could use a cheap ride out there mm-hmm. and back or the ferry especially. Like That's what I wish they would kind of really Oh, now I'm now I'm pissed again. I had, oh, I had made that You were piece. doing all right. I was, but now I'm thinking about yes, yeah, like out to the ferry. Like we have a huge, you know, this is like a major factor of our city. Is that the city center is a good forty minutes south of mm-hmm. this major thing we need to go on all the time. The ferry, the airport is one thing, but I would love to Uber out to the ferry and then walk on. Like that would make such a difference in my world. Oh, man. oh I'm so sorry. I'm mad again. Okay. But but. Let's just focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. It is desperately needed in the mainland. And I, I was curious today because I've always talked about how I wanted to be an Uber driver or a Lyft yeah, driver. I think yeah, it would be yeah. so much fun. Um, and <laughs> I was looking up the restrictions for vehicles. Hmm. Uh, turns out that you have to have a vehicle that is 10 years old or newer. Yeah. So think You're about out. that. That's a 2010. That's a, that's a new vehicle in my eyes. Yeah. So I got to buy a car and stuff and then move to Vancouver for, oh. my, for my new career. Sure, yeah. It's just paying for itself. <laughs>
Do you want to talk a little bit about this doomsday clock and the big announcement um, about it moving a hundred seconds to midnight? <laughs> this is the first time I can remember, anyways, them doing it by seconds. Yeah, um, they really <laughs> the uh, the atomic clock scientists there. They love making a big show of uh, presenting how bad they think the world is doing, mm-hmm. and since they've um, kind of folded climate crisis into this as well, because it used to be just about like, you know, Cold War fears and how close we were to uh, mutually assured destruction. We were all nuking each other, us and yeah. the, like are the, the, the Americans and the Russians, and then everyone else just nuking everybody, and then the whole planet just exploded. Yeah. So now they've kind of folded in these like more modern threats like climate crisis, and because things aren't getting better, and no one politically is doing anything to help us out of these bad situations, they've kind of painted themselves in the corner because they're like, oh, it's really bad, you guys. In the last couple of years, like, it's bad. Two minutes to midnight. That's bad. Mm -hmm. That's bad. And so now they've put themselves at 100 seconds to midnight, which is like, okay, we don't want to go all the way to one minute to midnight, but we can't back off and be two minutes to midnight again. It is slightly worse. It's not getting better. Holy. But you can't be at midnight because midnight is... The world is exploded. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we have to do it by seconds now, and then it's going to be milliseconds, and then we're going to get closer and closer. Well, hopefully we can uh, do something about it. Because, I mean, it's okay. So the big, like, uh, dangers that they talk about is Mm -hmm. nuclear war and climate change. And both those things, of course, are preventable. And also we can work on that. Yes. So let's do that, leaders. Let's get on it and not let it just erode into the darkness. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I just really wish that we just listened to scientists. Like, I know these are, like, very specific scientists, and maybe you can say that they're politically motivated for whatever reason, but in general, if you have a group of scientists being like, no, seriously, I'm warning you, God, I wish we just listened to people, don't yeah, you? uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so sad to have witnessed that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, who would win in a fight, though? I'm not Harry Potter, it. Gandalf, texting in. It's such a stupid argument. It's not <laughs> even close. It's, it's so dumb. We're having. If you want to go on the Geek Out podcast, they're doing a <laughs> b- poll on the website or whatever it's called. I don't know, Facebook or something. Is there a poll? Yes, there's a poll. Oh, okay, yeah, listen to the Geek Out. It is not even close. I don't want to talk about it, okay? Okay, we don't have to talk about it. About it. It's so stupid. Okay. Not even worth mentioning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No plastic bag ban for Victoria. <laughs> so the country's top court, they decided not to hear the city of Victoria's appeal and its fight to ban single-use plastic bags. Um, so mm. what happened is we, like, what was it, last year or two years ago? Yeah. Uh, the city decided to ban plastic bags, but they did it kind of, like, behind the provincial, like, the province's back. Right. Well, yeah, the province has the... Because this, this is... Uh, environmental legislation is my Mm -hmm. understanding and the city doesn't actually have the power to enact that only the province does yeah so the bag ban was like not legit from the start yeah exactly (laughs) so now they're like okay well we'll do it the proper way we'll go to the province and ask if we can have this ban and they're like no no you went behind our back we're not gonna let this happen Um, but it's interesting because I feel, I don't know if you feel the same way, within the last couple of years, it almost feels like we still have the plastic ba- bag oh, ban in, in Victoria, oh, full, right? Yeah, yeah, No one's getting fined or anything, but the attitude and the action is still there. Like when you go to a grocery store, they're not offering you bags. Plastic bags. Plastic bags. No, they say, do you want a bag? And it's a paper bag. And then I'll, by accident, go to Saanich. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, not realize I'm there. And then they hand me a plastic bag, and I'm like, what is this contraband? And then I realize, oh, right, I'm in Saanich. Right? And then you're like, do I just smuggle it back into Victoria now? Yes. Is this okay? Contrabag. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, we don't necessarily need one. I think our attitudes has has uh, cha- have changed in Victoria. Wow, well, that's know. what I wonder about is that mm-hmm. how many of these stores did the the paper bags only because it was, like, the law mm-hmm. or because they thought they had to. And... And it'll be interesting to see now that it's not on the books anymore, now that it's not enforceable, how many stores will go back to plastic bags, how many consumers will demand that of individual stores. Right. Because I'm on the band bag side. Yeah. Okay? I think that these single-use plastics, come on, if you look at this from an intellectual perspective, not good. We got to get rid of these things or release, reduce them as much as humanly possible. I remember when it was first introduced, I thought, what am I going to scoop my cat litter into? You introduced me to the litter locker, mm-hmm. which has like a bag thing in, built in. Great. I have no reason otherwise for plastic bags. I will admit that, yes, they are slightly more convenient when I'm carrying multiple bags into the house. Okay, yes, you can hook them on your fingers and do it all in one trip versus a paper bag where you got to really juggle those things. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, my life has not been affected by using paper over plastic and the fact that they're not now going into our waterways and the ocean and mm-hmm. doing all the rest of the environmental damage they did do, that's a good thing. And not only should it be just in Victoria, we should spread this as far and wide as we can. These plastic bags, their time has come and gone. Mm-hmm. We now realize this was a mistake for our environment. We got to move on and do it without them now. And I hope that stores and businesses here in Victoria... Keep on with the paper bags. What do you, you don't, you don't know? You don't care either way? Well, um, I mean, I like that we had the ban. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of, I think it kind of comes down to consumers themselves and how now they have to, uh, to do like, to, to make the change, right? It's like, okay, I'm not, when I go to the grocery store, I'm just not going to ask for a bag. I'm going to bring my own bags. And yeah. then it's also up to the businesses too to provide or not provide bags, right? Yes. Um, so, I mean, I think the band did a really good job in kind of flip, flicking that switch and kind of pushing people in the right direction yeah. to kind of change your attitude. And listen, if you want a heads up on the litter locker, because I briefly <laughs> yeah. mentioned it, it really is. This is not a paid endorsement, but it is really is a genius invention, and we'll send you a link. Let us know. And also, Litter Locker, sponsor us. That'd be great. (laughs) Always like an exciting day at the radio station to be able to debut something brand new on the radio for Mm. the very first time, and that's really sweet. And um, I'm so excited, Jen, that we get to do that again right now. Yeah, you're in for a treat right now. For the last, I would say several years, Mm -hmm. the... Favorite commercial on the radio has been the one for Wings Chinese Food Restaurant, where uh, Jimmy Buffet, played expertly by Boss Man Johnny, uh, sings songs about eating Chinese buffet foods. Like the one that goes, in the buffet line, in the buffet line. I... Love those, obviously, but mm-hmm. really, it wasn't until I was just like scrolling through Instagram one day and I just saw the Instagram story of some zoners and they were in Wings Restaurant and they were singing loudly, annoying the other people in the restaurant, singing in the buffet line. Oh, yeah, I think it was, roll me home. Right, yes. Because I've had too much chow mein. The- the cultural impact of these songs really was driven home for me. So now I am so excited mm-hmm. on the Afternoon Zone for the very first time. To play for you. This is going to air like properly tomorrow, right? Starts or sometime soon. I don't know. Here now is brand new Wings Chinese food song commercial. (laughs) (laughs) 
sung by <laughs> boss man Johnny himself. Wings Restaurant Records presents Jimmy Buffet. B-sides, brand new tasty buffet tunes including ginger beef. Crispy ginger beef, you're so delicious. Filling my plate. Filling my plate with egg rolls and wings. Back for seconds. No one's going to stop me. So I grab my plate. I go back for seconds. Plus many more. Only at Wings Restaurant, Gorge at Wascana. Wow, truly wonderful. I'm so happy I have a new favorite song now. Yes. Oh, Oh. what a blessing. Thank you for that. Please enjoy that over the next several years. Guess what? what? I have got uh, delivery coming. Best fried chicken in town. I know you're on a big fried chicken kick these days, aren't you? Oh, I've been Do dreaming. Do you want to come it. over? Come uh, over okay. and have a piece with us. Okay. We're having chicken on the run. Ooh. Woo! Chicken on the run. Chicken on the run. Wedges, so gravy, macaroni salad. All right, let's do it. You chicken on the run. You know what else is really good? That Chimac place. Ooh, Chimac. Quit Ooh. changing the subject. We're having chicken on the run tonight. Come <laughs> over for chicken. chicken. And, yeah, mm. oh yeah, there's a million good places. Chicken on the run's the best. 604? Chicken 604 is so good. No, chicken on the run. 649. 649. Not They're all great, Jan. I'm telling you, chicken <laughs> on the run is better than all of them. Now, <laughs> and guess what else? You know why I'm having people over for chicken? What's up? Running through the Oscar-nominated pictures, and tonight, couldn't be more excited, we're watching Little Women! Oh. Woo! Get those Little Women! Because guess what, Jen? What? They were no longer little girls. They were little women. <laughs> <laughs> this is Simpsons joke. I know! <laughs> Do you... No, but I just assume when I when I don't understand I a reference, you you're doing a my voice. Disney Plus password. Go and watch this. Oh yeah, you did. Thank, Thank you. Okay, we gotta wrap this up. Go enjoy your chicken. Thank you so much for Come. listening to the afternoon Come have some zone. In my house. I will. Yeah, and that Woo! invitation is open to everyone. Show oh. up at Paul Placina's house. He lives on what street? I only bought a 15 pack. No, <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about where I live. Thanks for joining the PJ party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. I'm Jenny. I'm Crystal. I'm Lindsay. And we are On The the Rag. You could be on the rag, too, with us if you listen to the podcast, which you can find at thezone.fm slash podcast, also on Spotify. I like to talk about <laughs> things that people feel, for some reason, uncomfortable talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times have you brought up a vagina to a friend this week? Do you have nipple hair? Yep. All about your periods. Make yeah. them uncomfortable comfortable. I bleed a lot. I have a copper IUD. You can learn about your body, our bodies, other sexual health related things. We bring in experts because I don't know anything actually. <laughs> <laughs>